Okay, we're just going to be reading um, from Matthew 28, uh, just a short passage on the Sunday morning, the Easter Sunday morning, uh, when two ladies went to the tomb, actually two Marys, uh, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, whoever that other Mary is. So we're just going to read that passage, and what I wanted to look at this morning was, what does the stone mean? Uh, we know that Easter is the most important time for Christianity. In the books of the Bible, the Gospels, there's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, that were written basically to give an account of Jesus' life on earth. Four chapters were devoted to the birth of Christ, or where it's mentioned in, in there. And then we have 27 chapters devoted to the last eight days of Jesus' life. And the rest of them are devoted to the last three years of Jesus' life. There's no doubt that we celebrate Christmas and so we should. The birth of Jesus Christ is an amazing time. But why is it that such significance is put on this last three years of Jesus' life and particularly the last eight days of his life where he died and was risen again? You see, people have been born before. Everyone's been born. I'm presuming all of you were born. <laughs> Either that or you were magnificently created in a lab somewhere. But there's everyone's born. Everyone dies. Jesus died. And so on Friday we looked at that death of Jesus um, and how significant that was, I guess, in the fact that Jesus went to the cross and died for our sin. But all of that would have been absolutely zero and meant nothing if Easter Sunday wasn't here, the day that he rose again from the dead, because it was in the rising of the dead that the proof was given that God was just God had justified us, and the payment for our sin, the penalty of our sin, had been accepted by God, and new life had begun in Christ Jesus. This was the most significant event, I guess, that we could think of as Christians, because everyone's born. Everyone is going to die unless Jesus comes back again. And Jesus was raised again so that we could be raised again to new life. So as Christians, we also have that same hope. But without him rising from the dead, being the first of many, then what's the point? There is none. And that is why Easter is so significant. And it's funny how it just gets eroded over time, especially as we... Uh, live in, I guess, our world, Easter has definitely become a holiday, a time off, an extra long weekend where we can go boating and fishing and camping and remember the life that we have here and, and celebrate that, which is a good thing. But you know what? The most significant day for us as Christians is Easter. There is no bigger day than that. Because all of our faith actually rests on that. And we're going to look at what does the stone mean that was rolled away from the tomb this morning. Because it can actually mean different things. Okay, so let's read this passage. Matthew chapter 28. Early on Sunday morning as a new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. 
The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead just as he said it would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And that's what the angel said. Come and see where the body was lying. So we have, on this Sunday morning, we have these two women coming to look at Jesus' grave. Now there are some problems that they were about to encounter trying to get there. Firstly, the stone in front of that tomb was huge. It wasn't something that could just be moved easily, especially by two women. The second thing was that that grave had been stamped shut. By the blood of Jesus Christ, on the cross, the the sacrifice had been made for our sin and, and there was a legal requirement that had to be met to open that tomb in heaven. And thirdly, the demonic forces were working very hard against anything happening in terms of the resurrection. Guards were put around the tomb so that no one could actually get to it. So here we have these women coming and facing these big problems. But when they got there, something amazing happened. It says that there was an earthquake, or the earth shook. The stone was rolled away and the guards were basically paralysed. And so what we're seeing is God now working. And the stone is going to signify some certain things to us. And we're going to look at six of those things. What does the stone actually say? You see, God is so amazing that stones speak. In fact, there was one passage where he was talking about worship and he said, if you don't worship me, I'm going to raise these stones up and they're going to worship me. And the stone in the story tells us something or some things that we need to know. Firstly, the stone had been removed from the tomb. What does this signify? That death's door is now open. No longer was death going to be able to hold us when we believed in Jesus Christ. There's no longer this shutting in of our body of of stopping us from getting to eternal life. Having that stone rolled away meant that the debt was now paid and now the prison had been broken, this, this death prison, which men seek to get out of for all eternity. We've seen it in the past and people will do it very many different ways. They'll try philosophy, which really does have no answers, only more questions. And they're looking for some meaning, but they keep asking more and more questions. But the answer is in Jesus Christ. They might look to the crescent shape that, that's being worshipped and worship that, but there is no release in that. Or there might be wooden idols and stone idols that people worship, but they're not real. There is only one God. And he is the only one who can justify us and give us meaning in our life. You see, the thing was that when the stone was rolled away, it meant this, that he had risen again and he had now conquered death and he had now conquered the grave, and everyone who came along in the future who believed in Jesus Christ could also have that same victory where we could cry, grave, where's your victory? Death, where is your sting? We have been given eternal life. And you know what? 
If that grave had stayed sealed shut, then that new life would not have come to us at all. Secondly, the stone being rolled away is a memorial for us. This speaks for all time of the victory over death. Again, people have put stones in certain places. You might have even seen it yourself where they put a plaque on it. This stone remembers a certain event. As you drive down the Stuart Highway, you'll see there's these pillars of concrete or stone that are there to, to celebrate different pioneers of the territory, the Flynn Memorial. Things that stand for time eternal because why? Stone is meant to last forever. And so when we think about this tomb, the, the stone rolled away, it is important because this is what gives us the point of our testimony. You see, as Jesus was put in that grave, there was a certain grin from the enemies of Christ, thinking that they'd won, thinking that this now had been a victory for them. But we know this, that the Bible says the serpent, serpent would bruise his head, but the heel would crush the serpent. Jesus Christ now had established forever an overcoming and a victory over sin. So as Christians, we don't need to fear anymore that Jesus Christ now holds us in his hand and the Bible tells us how God just will not let anyone tear us away from his grasp. We do not need to fear anything. You are now overcomers just with Christ as you sit with him in heavenly places and you have the same victory that Christ had in this life. Your foe is defeated. You have vanquished your enemy because you live in Jesus Christ. His victory is a guarantee that you are going to be victorious. Isn't that amazing? Number three, the stone is a foundation. This day, this stone being rolled away is a foundation for our faith. If this could be proved wrong, if Jesus did not rise from the dead, then our faith is all in vain. But this event is actually one of the most proven events in history. In 1 Corinthians it talks about how he appeared to over 500 people all at once after he had risen from the dead. He also appeared to the apostles, the disciples, to other people, in fact, if you read further on in the story we just read, he appeared to Mary in the garden. If this was not true, it would have been disproven straight away. There would have been history books about this lie that had been given by these Christians because it happened right there and then and they had a chance to dispute it and they tried to, they lied, but every lie was seen to be false. Jesus had really risen from the grave. And that is really important because that then establishes our faith. It is the foundation that we need that Jesus did indeed die, uh, die on the cross, was crucified, buried, and he rose again. It was a historical event. It really happened. Jesus really rose from the dead. 
And if he hadn't risen from the dead, the blood was not good enough. The cross would have all been in vain. No matter how much we felt that that blood had just had been there for our sin, it was arising again that gives us life. The blood forgives us. But the risen Christ gives us hope for the future and a victory that we need. The fourth thing that the stone shows us is that we have a place of rest. See, after these amazing events, just as the women turn up to the grave, the earthquake, they came and what did they find? They found an angel sitting on the stone. He wasn't hurried. He wasn't frantic. He wasn't exhausted. He was restful. And as Christians, that's what God wants us to enter into. In fact, he says, labor to enter into the rest. There's a day that we have now, that's a day, what he calls after the Sabbath, which is given as a physical rest for men, but there's another day, a better Sabbath that God gives us, and that's the rest, the spiritual rest in Christ Jesus, where we now know that we have peace with him, that no longer are we separated from God by sin, but the sin is being dealt with, and we are now, as I said, seated with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. That we are now righteous before our God. We don't need to worry anymore. We have peace with God. And so the stone being rolled away gives us that sign as the angel sat on it, like I said, unhurried, unworried, looking out upon the Marys and he was just refreshed. Jesus has risen. And because of that, the Bible says that we have new life and we have now taken on this yoke when we, when we take hold of Jesus and that yoke is easy and the burden is light. The day of rest as that stone was rolled away. Next we find that the stone created a boundary. What do I mean by that? For those who have received Christ, there is peace. For those who haven't, there is not peace. The people in this story are the guards and the women that went to the tomb. What happened? The guards were as if they were in a trance. This event had nothing, no effect on them in terms of salvation. It was a dividing line between those who believe and those who don't. And the ones who believed the Marys were taken into this new beautiful life that they were about to enter into. They were taken in in peace. They were shown this life that God had for them. But the soldiers, those enemies of the cross, were stunned. They were, they were held captive. They were not free. And those who believe in the risen Christ know that they have been set free because who the Son sets free is free indeed. And that stone is a dividing line between us who believe and those who do not. Perhaps you're even here this morning and you're like, I've never believed in Christ, but this morning this might be this perfect chance for you to make a decision at this boundary line. The stone was rolled away and Jesus was risen and you must be on the side of the women. The side that says, come and see, come and look. Come and enter in because God has new life for you. 
You see, today it's just the same as it was back then. Those who believe receive comfort. As we see the angel talking to the lady, they receive comfort. Don't be afraid. But to those who were not on the side of Christ, they were struck with fear and trembling. And it's no different today, is it? The cross, your faith, you know that it comforts you, but when you come across those who do not believe in Christ yet, it's disturbing. Are you with the risen Christ? Are you with the risen Christ? Lastly, the stone rolled away, the shadows ruined. It gives us a glimpse of ruin. But it's not of the destruction of us, but it is the destruction of the works of the devil in this world. In his life, Jesus began to dismantle the works of the enemy and the Bible says that he came to do that, to destroy the work of the enemy. And we see as Jesus walked around, there were certain stones he took out of the wall, the foundation that Satan had laid. He went around and he healed sick people. He went around and set captives free. He went around and and saved people from their own greed and their selfishness and said, come and follow me. And each, every time that he did one of these acts, this was an act against his kingdom that had been established by Satan when Adam and Eve decided to sin against God. And Jesus went around doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil and his hand reached out and he started to pull rocks out of that wall. But when the grave was opened, the enemy's work was destroyed. Now evil is still mighty in this world. But one day, all that evil is going to fall down. It's going to be destroyed forever. And multitudes still follow after it. But it is destroyed and it's destroyed in our lives. And not only that, God has now given us this amazing ministry to reconcile the world along with us to him. To share in this message of reconciliation that God had on this day, this Easter day, when Jesus rose again and destroyed the work of the enemy. He crushed it. And we must declare. We must declare. I just want to finish up by looking at the angel's words. Because these words are so important for us understand. See, one of the things that we find in this world is so many people are afraid. Even Christians. But what the angel wanted to do is to offer this comfort to them. Do not be afraid. This is what he said. The first thing, don't be afraid. We've been looking at a series just recently on big faith and trusting in God. So I ask you this morning, what are you afraid of? Is there some stone in your life that actually needs to be rolled away? Have you got a fear 
What is it? But those who understand this risen Christ understand that there's been a completed work to bring us victory. As we grow in faith, we need to trust God and fear not. Don't be afraid. Fear is totally the enemy of doubt. When we fear, we don't trust in God. And the angel, as he as he spoke, he said, don't be afraid. I don't know what they might be afraid of that morning. I guess that was an amazing event. The earth shook, the stone rolled away, and they're seeing an angel sitting there. The guards are in a trance, and they're probably going, what is going on? Don't be afraid. See, the thing is that no matter what's going on around you, you don't understand it. There's, there's things happening in your life that you're just like, I don't get it. It's a little bit like that. Your earth, the earth in your life is being shaken. Things are being ruffled around. You're just like, I don't know what is going on. But God says, don't be afraid. Don't let fear overcome you, but rather run to him and he will comfort you. He will strengthen you. Running to him. And he understands. He understands. And then, the other words he said, he isn't here. <laughs> He's risen from the dead. Just as he said it would happen. And you've got to understand that before Jesus rose from the dead, they had a bit of an idea. Jesus had talked to the disciples. He said, you know what? I've got to die, but I'm going to be raised again to life. Just as Jonah was three, belly, three days in the belly of the fish, so the Son of Man will be in the earth, but then on the third day he will rise again. But obviously, they weren't really sure. Or maybe this is what they were doing that day. They were just checking it out. You've got to go and check the grave. Remember Jesus said there, could, could it possibly be true that he rose, that he's going to rise today? How could it be? And as I said, there's things in front of them that made it impossible. But they went, they checked it out and God had moved. And it's funny, really, in a way, that the stone was rolled away, but it was signifying the end of death. Because we see in the other stories of Jesus that after he'd risen from the dead, he just walked through walls. He moved where he wanted. He wasn't limited by the physical things around him. Yet, why is it that the angel had to roll the stone away? We understand it was the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. But why roll the stone away? This is a sign to us that death has been taken away from our life. And we don't just mean death in the terms of our physical death, because we are going to die, obviously, physically, but we will live on. And we, we will be given a new body. But you see, there's death in sin. The Bible says that sin has a consequence, and that consequence is death. It doesn't just mean that physical dying, but it means death of so many things in your life. Sin means the death of peace. Sin means the death of relationships. Sin means the death of joy in your life. And so what we're seeing with the stone rolled away and the words of comfort are, He's here for you now. 
And these things in your life where there's death, he came to change it for you. But only if you believe. And only if you act upon his word and follow after him. Because on this Easter day, though death is defeated in your life, you might choose to leave that stone rolled over your heart. And you see it so often. Even in people that profess Jesus Christ as Lord, there's still a hard place. They can't forgive their husband. They can't forgive their wife. They can't speak nicely to them. They can't act in a way that's loving. There's a hardness. There's wanting to prove that I am somebody. There's a hardness in their heart that if only I show people how good I can be, then they will believe in me. And that stone is stopping Jesus Christ getting in because you are perfect in Jesus. You are whole in Jesus. And your life needs to be lived out for an audience of one. That's God. Am I pleasing Him? Because the day that we give in to pleasing everybody else is the day that we make them God in our lives. That we're saying what you think, what you believe, what you say about me is so much more important than what my Heavenly Father says. And you elevate what they think above God. But here's the amazing thing. The angel's words were so comforting. Don't be afraid. You see, Jesus is here for you now and he wants to break whatever it is in your life that's holding you back. He wants to roll the stone away. You have been given life. It is yours. Just submit to him. Steve was saying this morning, the only way you're ever going to find true life is to die to yourself. Does it mean I'm never happy? Does it mean I never follow a dream? No. But what it means is you now surrender everything to Him. You see, the work didn't finish when that stone was rolled away. It still goes on today. And one of the most amazing things is like if you look at a portrait or any painting in a gallery or an artwork, I don't know if you've ever been to those places, but you go in and someone will show you it. Sometimes you get guided through and, and the person giving the tour will say, this is what this represents. But you know the only person who can truly tell you is the one who painted it, the one who sculpted it. And the Bible says that we are God's workmanship. He is our creator. He is the one who looked after us when we were in our mother's womb and formed us and made us who we are. And no, no matter what we think, our life is only truly made complete when the one who knows what it's designed for, who made us, our innermost part, comes in and sets us free. <laughs> He is our creator. He painted your life. And he is the one who knows the purpose, the plan, and the beauty of who you are. And as you let the stone be rolled away in your life, as you surrender to him, 
death, he got no sin. Grave, he got no victory because Jesus Christ is Lord and he is risen from the dead. Amen. Can we have our music? We're going to stand and we're going to sing today. This morning, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you're in that place where you feel like you don't really understand who you are because you've never got to know the one who painted you, who created you. So I'm just going to give you a chance to ask him into your life. The Bible says that we believe in our heart and confess with the mouth that he is Lord and we will be saved. It's just the start of the process. So just bow our heads. Um, if that's you, I just ask you to pray with Pray this with me this morning. And I'd love you to come up afterwards and just let me know you've prayed and ask Jesus into your life and we'll start a journey together. If that's you this morning, what we're going to do is I'm just going to pray. Just pray along with me in your heart. Father, I'm sorry that I've never let you into my life before. Forgive me of my sins. I want to get to know you now. I want to find the purpose and plan that you have for me. I believe that Jesus died for me. And Lord, I believe that you raised him from the dead. I believe that you forgave me my sin. And I just want to take advantage of that gift this morning. Come into my life today, I pray. From this day on, I want to live for you. In Jesus' name.